0: Today on The God Pod. And he comes right up to the thing and he just slams the book down in front of me and he goes, I wanted you to know I waited all this time in line just so I could tell you I'm buying this book so I can burn it.
1: What? And I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks for the money. You really owned me there, champ.
0: But Batman can never kill the Joker because if he does, he
1: wouldn't be Batman. He'd be out of work. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I've got Satan on the podcast.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I love how these
3: toxic incel men characters are secretly the bubbling villains. Wait, Dan, what you're saying is, is you don't think I have a chance at making She-Hulk one of my many, many wives? Wow.
1: (laughs) This is why you're in hell, Joseph. Hello, human. This is the God Pod. I'm God, and it looks like creating you in my image turned out to be a dumb idea. Hmm. I'm here today with my pals. What's up, gang?
4: Hello, hello, hello. Uh, uh, uh,
2: Good evening. Can you
1: introduce yourself to the listeners who may not be aware who you are?
2: Hi, (laughs) I'm Satan.
1: And my therapist, Psyche, the goddess Psyche, is here with us hello yes
4: yes yes i'm here i'm here
1: we usually do therapy during this episode
4: yeah this episode is usually how are you really we we talk about our emotions we talk about our our mental health but today is a very special day
1: yeah because with us today is legendary marvel comics book writer dan slot welcome dan welcome back
0: <laughs> it's good to be back here in the uh ethereal plane
4: you have such a great voice in heaven it's beautiful
0: and it smells like cinnamon
4: <gasps> Ooh. I don't realize
0: that
1: yeah it
2: smells like whatever you want it to smell like
0: or, or i'm having a stroke
2: oh, no heaven is cinnamon hell is all nutmeg <laughs> oh
4: very competitive i like that and dill Oh, and, and dill, dill.
0: I like how we're getting I like, I like how we're getting seasonal and no one went for uh, pumpkin spice.
4: Dill. Dill is very specific.
1: Pumpkin spice hell. <laughs> well, welcome back. It's wonderful to have you back on the God Pod. We're going to talk about everything you're up to now and catch up. But first, dear listener, follow the God Pod on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The God Pod. Have it, Yahweh. Okay. <laughs> We got our catchphrase done. <laughs> the Mormon prophet Joseph Smith was supposed to be here to fangirl all over you, Dan Slot, but uh, he uh, had to take one of his many children to the doctor. So he oh. might. I don't know if he's going to show up at this point. I don't know.
4: So many kids.
0: If he gets like fillings, does he get to use the golden plates?
1: Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's right. It's, he's got a whole grill. He's got earrings. They're all made from the golden plates. There you go. <laughs> but in his in his stead i think i will fangirl over dan slot <gasps> I, I picked God. out a copy of ren and stimpy a comic book that you that is the on. powdered
0: toast man cereal cereal special in your hands yeah. that is the actual issue where i went f you nickelodeon you've messed with my scripts the last time i quit and then
1: I
4: oh my gosh
0: in a, in a stormy huff
1: Powdered toast, man. I always had an affinity for powdered toast, man.
4: Well, I have to say, can I fangirl for one second? Because Please. I had a Ren and Stimpy doll. I was obsessed with Ren and Stimpy, and I would sleep with them every night. That sounded really naughty, but sounds sounds.
1: Did your Ren did it fart when you squeezed it?
4: No, but I did have. I had was one, one of like those. That. It was like yeah. a little. Yes, there was a little one. No, I had the stuffed animals, and like they came with me, like on the plane, like they came everywhere with me.
0: <laughs> the 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 snippy stip, the one had some kind of pull string action on some bodily part or something right yeah right. Oh,
4: i don't remember that
0: i i've got way too much rented snippy merch in the other room i i am a pat, like i'm a hoarder of everything i've ever done it's scary
1: over here
4: i thought you were gonna say i'm a horny a horny man and i was oh, like well okay that too. wow wow wow
1: <laughs> that's your brain psyche that was the that was
0: the Ren and Stimpy... Spe- the Nickelodeon would always keep ch- changing stuff on us
2: mm. uh, all the way
0: up to when it was time to go to print, and it would just drive me nuts every time. And that one was the final straw because there was... Um, in between the Powdered Toast fan segments, you would cut to Ren and Stimpy doing an ad for different brands of Powdered Toast.
4: Mm. Oh, my gosh. And, brilliant. Yes.
0: And one of the gags was you see a close-up of Ren going... Pee- <laughs> just multiple panels <laughs> that and then Stimpy goes gee Ren it sounds like you could use powdered toast with bran and he's like eating a bunch of it and then he goes mm. you know the big sound effect and he goes ah and then you pull back and he goes with my new thinner ankles I can easily get into these cowboy boots
4: thinner ankles
0: oh and Nickelodeon were they sent in a note at the last minute going it feels like you're making it look like he's on the toilet and we don't like that so they pulled back every shot to show he was trying to put his foot in the cowboy boot
1: No,
4: but Ren and Stimpy was super super naughty I mean like if you go back and look at some of the stuff it's more sexual than than like potty humor
0: (laughs) everything we got into the comic we got in by doing it going over the head of the sensor. Yeah. Where the sensor didn't get it until it was too late and the thing saw print. Right. And we just kept getting these insane notes from Nickelodeon on the comic all the time. Uh, mm. One was, we had a story where they were afraid, and this will date it, that we were doing a, a political slam on uh, Desert Storm. And <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> we, uh, I know, they, they thought we were doing wow. some kind of, Kind of secret messages to the kids That were very anti-government And very anti-war <laughs> There was a sound effect Of like these, Ren and Simpy were at war I'm not going to get into it But there were all these sound effects Where there was explosions And we got this one note from Nickelodeon Going, this sound effect like crack, It sounds too close to Iraq Can you change it to a different sound effect? Come on and we, we wrote up a list of sound effects that we're all on onom- they're all onomatopoeias of different countries just to mess with them.
4: Oh my god, and incredible. It's
0: like Chad.
4: No, incredible. <laughs> incredible. And, and we,
0: got, we got their notes back going, that sounds too much like Chad. Which is a cop. We're like oh, Nickelodeon.
4: Oh, that's so funny. No one over there could take a joke.
1: Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine having to do this podcast if we had censors? <laughs>
4: If we had sensors, I would not be on the show. We know be, that. No,
1: no, yeah. Yeah, you cancel. There'd be like 20 seconds that goes to air.
0: There's this thing where whatever comic book you're working on, whatever license you're working on, you kind of have like a bucket full of how much you can take from the licensor. And you spend a little of it with every issue. And I I used to have these tremendously large buckets of how much grief I will take. Ren and Zimpy really came close to just destroying me every month of just like, <laughs> fine, we will cut that joke. I We we had this lovely uh, meeting at one of like this Nickelodeon company-wide breakfast to promote their next year. And it was crazy. It had people on stilts. There was GAC. There was uh, Clarissa that explains it all. Well, Clarissa that was the highest Hart time agent.
4: that Nickelodeon was around. Like, that's where the money was. There
1: was
0: slime in everybody. there there was all the everything it was just beautiful spread and they stuck the marvel guys working on the brandon stimpy book at the same table as the uh the standards and practices people the people who are cutting all of our work
4: no what
1: no that's funny very funny nickelodeon
0: Uh, coming to this big brunch and all these people are laughing and, and they're like, oh, this is Dan. He's the writer. And I'm with my editor and all the standards. I'm like, oh, hi. I'm like, what's so funny? And like, they were literally laughing at all the jokes they had just cut that week.
4: Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God.
0: Like, you understand why we couldn't put that in a comic for children. I'm like, every single joke. And uh, one of them was like a, a big fart joke. And why can't children enjoy fart jokes? What's And this person goes, oh, Dan, this is uh, Seema, head of our standards and practices. And she's like, you're the person who wrote that fart joke. And I'm like, you're the person who cut it. And then there's like, (laughs) dead silence. And we had this one assistant editor, Carlos Lopez, who just started going. (laughs) Oh, poor Carlos. And eventually people joined in. And she went, oh, Dan, well, I hope you understand we had to cut it. And I went, Seema, you can cut my farts anytime and then there's like oh my long silence and carlos lopez again going
4: <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> wow wow that is amazing thank you for sharing your ren and Stippy stories
0: 30 years ago or something
1: yeah the operation desert storm back when yeah. there it was operators norman schwarzkopf and farting ren and stimpy dolls <laughs> i wrote
0: those as a five-year-old of course <laughs>
1: <laughs> so dan uh, what have you been up to since last uh, time we spoke you were i think last time you were here you were working on fantastic four and now you're working on spider-man right yeah
0: i wrapped up uh four years of fantastic four and i'm now returning to spider-man the world of spider-man where i uh I still hold the longest run for Amazing, uh, the flagship book where I wrote Amazing Spider-Man for 10 plus years.
4: Whoa. That is wow. amazing.
2: Yeah, you're going home. This is Desert Storm. You're coming home.
0: <laughs> there needs to be like a, a fun little video of of me entering a room and Spidey there like a dog. And we're all like,
2: <laughs> Dan's coming home. This video will not make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever
1: days, you know, time you... You're there now. That should be added on to your previous record.
0: The deal is uh, they're still doing Amazing Spider-Man, which is their flagship book. with Very talented writer, Zeb Wells, who uh, just wrote yesterday's episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. He's Ooh. amazing. Uh, I will be on Spider-Man without an adjective, Spider-Man number one. So he'll be doing Amazing Spider-Man twice a month. Oh, wow. And I'll be doing Spider-Man once a month with legendary artist Mark Bagley. Who has drawn Spider-Man longer than anyone else in comics? Wow. And we've never worked together on a mainstream Spider-Man book together.
4: Cool. Oh my god, what a moment. Congratulations. This
1: is the dream team.
4: It's this is like the multiverse.
1: It is. The Spider-Verse, right? Wow. Whoever created that should
0: get a lot of money.
1: Yes, really. (laughs) We talked about this last time. Wasn't it you, Dan Slot, that created the Spider-Verse. What? Me? Yeah. <laughs> and now the, the entire Marvel world is multiverse. I wrote the first ever Spider-Verse stories in the Marvel Universe. Wow. Oh
4: my gosh. Dan, I had no idea who I was talking to today. It's the guy who
2: came up with verse. I am old.
4: (laughs) No, you're not old.
1: But this led to, of course, my favorite Spider-Man movie with Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse.
0: The greatest animated superhero movie of all time. Literally ever.
2: Yeah. So great.
0: I was just in L.A. last month and I got to see a cut of the current movie.
1: Whoa. what does that mean a cut like you saw the whole thing
0: i i saw the current version of the whole thing <gasps> so i i what like they're working on it they're hard at work and there were scenes where it's like oh we're gonna stick this scene in here but here's the audio and blah 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 blah. and i am totally in the vault i can say nothing about it i i am so good about saying nothing about like anything like when i have when they the marvel cinematic universe gives me like here's your big secret and you're like like i was at the um i was at the spider-man far from home premiere i got to my one and only time meet kevin feige oh wow uh he pulled me aside and i was like what's going on what's happening and he went we need to talk about she hulk and i'm like
2: what what and
0: and then we talked very very briefly and then he he vanished into the mists um, <laughs> after we took a very bad selfie like <laughs> i
2: met him
1: took a selfie he threw a smoke bomb and was gone nothing is more
2: cinematic than a very bad selfie
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's this weird
0: shine on our face anyway well the second he said that my mind started reeling, like, oh my God, does that mean the deal with Universal is over? Can they do Hulk original movies? And does that have this ramification? Does that have that ramification? Right. And then I'm like, oh dear God, I cannot I open my mouth much? about this yeah. to anyone or I will be killed. Is yeah. <laughs> that yeah. what they do? Yeah. Do they kill people, Dan? Yes. These wow. little like these little red lights appear on your forehead. <laughs> and if you zoom <laughs> in, they're little like spider symbols. They're like, oh my the, God, the you agents go to Disney of Shield. Jail.
4: No, you go to Disney Jail. That's all that happens.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, it's actually <laughs> you, super nice. You'd think that they're on their fourth Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, 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 he's just—it's like the uh, I knew this, it. Yes, it's like the Prestige. There's like a, there's a whole bunch of dead Mark Ruffalo's somewhere oh, no. every time he's spoiled breaking things. news. Uh, you you think Tom Holland looks that young? That's their like twelfth Tom Holland.
4: <laughs> when did you first write She-Hulk? How long ago was this?
0: Two thousand and four.
4: So that was how long it took for them to finally be like, this show is going to be the best freaking show ever. Like, oh, let's my- get it made. It is. It is. Uh, I love it. It's fantastic. so much. The
0: showrunner and creator uh, is Jessica Gao, who wrote the Emmy award-winning Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, oh Pickle wow. Rick! She's fantastic. They've got uh, Dana Schwartz on the writing team. Uh, she's wonderful. She just did the YA novel. Um, it, oh God, I have it like right here, uh, Anatomy, and it, there's. Everyone working on that is Zeb, who and Cody, who both worked on Robot Chicken. They're, they've got like this talented crew um, working on She-Hulk. I am beyond impressed with everyone working on that show.
4: Well, I think that it is so fantastic.
1: Oh, it's it's wonderful.
0: Every episode, it's been
1: great. I love it. I think that Tatiana is the best actor they've gotten to play any
4: oh, any yes.
1: superhero. My favorite. She is just delightful.
0: The, the entire cast is perfect. Uh, I have favorites because when I, I co-wrote the, I, I co-created the sh- uh, that run of She-Hulk with, uh, that introduced a lot of characters, they folded into the show.
4: So who's your favorite?
0: Pug. Pug I'm like, ah! Because, you know, he came out of the, the fingers into the typewriter and Bio drew him. And now he's a flesh and blood human. And I love Pug and Mallory. Uh, Holden Holloway is so much meaner in the show. In the comic, he's very nice and uh, supportive. Uh, but the one of the things that kills me is the law office they work for. We created called GLK and H. Uh-huh. They haven't said the name, the full name, on the show. <gasps> they they've said it in the ads, like What's when the they well the names of the the reason it's GLK and H is it's the names of all the Marvel creators. But their original non-fixed for uh, working in the entertainment industry names. Wow! So, like, Stanley's real name is Stanley Lieber. Uh, Jack Jack Kirby is Jacob Kurtzberg. Uh, so like the names of the law firm in the Marvel universe that she works for is Goodman Lieber Kurtzberg and Holloway. Oh and it, my gosh! Yeah, it's the it's the real. How name.
4: cool!
0: That's yeah, deep you- lore. Comics, comics like my people, my tribe, made by Jews.
4: <laughs> made by Jews.
0: All the best comics. Superman the chosen Spider-Man, people. Batman, true
4: Batman, Wow. By
1: Jews. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, good job, Man, Jews. How
4: can how can you get us all on She-Hulk? I mean, God, Psyche, and <laughs> Satan are looking yeah. to be on yeah. there. How do we create that universe?
2: I'm looking for my own Marvel universe. I'm scared I would get beat up. but.
0: I wanted a cameo, and I I got a truck, so <laughs> it's cool. No, I'm I'm very happy. Like yesterday, they showed that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have a, tr- a tow truck trucking company.
4: You picked her up from the getaway, you know, for where she the yurt.
1: The character has a uh, a broke down car, and rather than turn into She Hulk and like just jump with the car across <laughs> the the land. She she enlists slot towing truck company, right?
0: Yeah, and the, the guy even driving the truck in his little like tow truck mechanic uniform had stitched onto his name Dan.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, oh that's cool. In the Marvel Universe, I'm I'm taller and I have more hair.
1: So I'll <laughs> take that. That's my Marvel Cinematic Universe self. It's true. It's true for all of us, Dan. You sh- I, I look amazing in the MCU. <laughs>
4: Did you get to go to Atlanta to shoot it?
1: Well, there was like a couple of times where oh no, that's not me.
0: That's like some other actor.
4: No, but to to see like She-Hulk be produced.
0: Oh, I want I wanted to so badly, and we tried to set it up like two or three times, but with COVID and COVID protocols, right? Like the director couldn't even have their own children on set for this. Wow. So that ruined my plan to get adopted.
1: How did yeah. you How did you help on the show? Did Kevin Feige took you aside? And then after that point, you consulted on the show?
0: No. After that point in time, I went, hey, this is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then there was, there was this uh, one, one trip I had to L.A. They invited me to the writer's room. Nice. And uh, I got to hang out in the writer's room for a day. Uh, I was kind of bummed because uh, Jessica Gao had this giant ham it was the office ham that whenever someone wanted a break, they could just walk over and get a slice off of the giant office ham. And what by the, the day I showed up was the day after they had just finished the office ham. And I'd heard legends of I, and I'd seen pictures of it, and they're like, "Hey, you want to see Marvel Studios? You want to see the more? I'm like, "I want to see the, ham. <laughs> like, the yes! ham." We just lost the ham yesterday. It's gone. We had the last slice. I'm like, "No!" But here, look at this Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, that's cool.
0: <laughs> that's neat. You're walking into the office, and like, here's five different armors for Iron Man. You're like, "Well, that's awesome."
1: That's cool. I just wanted to slice off the ham that's been sitting out for five days. Yes! The age you didn't <laughs> learn it Ham. I saw your post the other day. There's quite a few things that they've done to reference you in, in the MCU. He said, Donald Glover's character lives on a street named after me.
0: Yep. <gasps> really? Yeah, it, when uh, Peter Parker uses uh, the AI in the mask because he's at mm-hmm. home. It's like right when he does that bit where he's pretending to be Thor with the mask on. Yeah. The voice in the the mask says, Hey, you know, I can show you everything recorded for the last few days, and he's able to get like uh, a shot of Donald Glover and then a little it does like the street he lives on and where you can find him. And it's like, Oh, he lives on Slot
1: Street, that's nice. Wow, um, wow. so I'm, I'm on his street. Do they tell you before these things happen, or you just watch the, and then never find out? Really, never. I just
0: you go in, and a lot of times, like if you're lucky enough to go to Premiere, you're like, oh, it's oh, so
2: cool. Oh, wow.
0: I, so I got to do uh, that uh, in Far From Home. I have a, an Italian street. Um, and Ned and Pete argue in front of the sign for a good, good while. It's right between their heads.
4: How cool! Wow. I hope you have that picture framed in your house.
1: Two streets, we're up to two streets. Right, one, two streets. One uh, towing truck got company.
0: Slato, and it's just, like, really big. Um, and then the uh, in Far From Home, when they go back to Newark Airport, there's a limo driver holding a sign for slot.
4: Wow. Um,
0: he will never pick me up, because I'm not there. <laughs> no! be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe holding that sign.
1: I'm trying to think that's Far From home. No Way Home. A drywall construction company.
0: Drywall construction company. Yeah. In, oh
4: my God! In, amazing.
0: Yeah. In in Happy Hogan's condo, when Peter goes over to the Stark box, that yeah, there's all this drywall because it's not finished and it's all stamped with
1: slot.
4: <gasps> oh my gosh!
1: Wow. You know what's funny? There's potentially other things that you just haven't seen yet. Unlike you, God, I have a tremendous ego. <laughs> <laughs> If it's there, I've found it. You man. found it for a sell by sell. Okay.
3: <laughs> Before we continue with today's episode, we'd like you to go to thegodpodcast.com to learn more about everything that we do from there. You can subscribe to our newsletter or our Patreon. Give us a review or follow us on social media. It's all there at thegodpodcast.com. And when you join the GodPod Patreon, you'll get emailed the second a new episode is posted. If you don't like ads in your GodPod, no problem, because on our Patreon, our episodes are ad-free. And the link to our Patreon is at thegodpodcast.com. By pledging to our Patreon, you'll also receive exclusive access to our community Discord server, where you can hang out with fellow listeners. There's so much fun waiting for you there. Join today by visiting thegodpodcast.com. Again, that's thegodpodcast.com. Thanks, humans.
1: Lucky for all of us, the Mormon prophet Joseph Smith just showed up.
4: Oh my goodness, Joseph, welcome.
1: Hey. I previously warned Dan ahead of time that the Mormon prophet Joseph Smith was a
3: huge fan. Huge, huge fan. I hope you're not offended by that, but I do, I do love. I do love everything that you've done and I'm so geeked out to be here. You have no idea. I
0: I would be so offended by that, that you love (laughs) my work,
1: thank you. Joseph, I will allow you one question.
3: I have 97 (laughs) questions. (laughs) You got one. I have so many. Actually, one of the things that I really wanted to ask you about is the death threats that you got after Superior Spider-Man. I, I don't know if you've talked about this what? yet, but for those of you who don't me. know, and I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let Dan hey. I'll let Dan in the blanks, but he, he wrote an incredible series in Spider-Man where Spider-Man and Doc Ock switch bodies and then Spider-Man gets killed and Doc Ock goes on to become Superior Spider-Man, which was such a cool storyline. It was amazing. Su- Superior Spider-Man was incredible. But Dan, you got death threats. What? Yeah, the
0: story built up to uh, Amazing Spider-Man 700, a centennial issue, it was a big, important issue. Everyone's all excited for a triple, quadruple size, and like like uh, like they said the, the uh, Doc Ock, his body was dying, so right before he died, he swapped brains with Peter Parker and. Peter Parker and Doc Ock's dying body had to try to defeat Spider-Man, who was Doc Ock, get it and get his body back without killing him. And at the end of the story, Doc Ock with his mad scientist skills had made it so you couldn't switch back and everything Spider-Man did failed. And Spider-Man died uh, in Doc Ock's frail body. But in dying, they still had this mind link. And when uh, Peter Parker's life flashed before his eyes, Doc Ock was forced to relive it as well.
2: Oh. And Doc Ock was like, I
0: can't take this. I don't want this. And Spider-Man's like, you wanted to be Spider-Man. You got all of it. It's so brilliant. Oh, my God. Doc Ock is like, he's now lived emotionally through the death of Uncle Ben and the death of Gwen Stacy and Captain Sally. All Every part and parcel of what it means to be Spider-Man. And while he's, Spider-Man's dying in his arms, Spider-Man says to Doc Ock, tell me you understand. And Doc Ock goes, with great power must also come great responsibility. Wow. And he goes, you'll keep them safe. And he sees, like, because Spider-Man's friends are nearby watching, thinking and booing him because they think he's Doc Ock. And and Doc Ock says, like, I I will keep them safe. And then Spider-Man dies in his arms. and And then right before the issue ends, Doc Ock goes, in fact, With my boundless intellect and great ego, I shall be a better Spider-Man than you ever were. I shall become a superior (laughs) Spider-Man. And he tries to be Spider-Man, but in the most Doc Ockish way with henchmen (laughs) and giant robot spiders. And he's, he's insane. And that was a whole series of that. Wow. But it ended on 700 with effectively Peter Parker dying and all these fans all over the world got really upset. And and wow. also the book Amazing Spider-Man going away, with this new book Superior Spider-Man starting, which is really dark. People are like, how could they do that? Like, no. And the death threats came. Um, it became a it became a thing where for two signings, uh, one Marvel provided bodyguards, and for another, the NYPD provided bodyguards. Jeez.
4: You are kidding me.
2: Did anybody come up to you? That was a weirdo. Uh, there was one guy on the, on the
0: time when the NYPD was doing it and they were all plain clothes and I knew who they were and they were only letting so many people into the store at a time for the signing. I was just every now and then looking over at the bodyguards and they were just kind of like scanning things, you know, they were just kind of cool. And then I noticed mm. this, this one guy, they were doing this kind of like eye contact thing with each other. Like, like, look at me, look at me, look at him. And I'm kind of like, what's going on? And they start, like, getting ready, and they start, like, sidling over to this one guy. Like, somehow they'd spotted him. And he comes right up to the thing, and he just slams the book down in front of me, and he goes, I wanted you to know I waited all this time in line just so I could tell you I'm buying this book so I can burn it.
1: What?
0: And I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Thanks for the money. (laughs) You really owned me there, champ.
0: (laughs) I give it back, and he walks off. And and then the two guys looked at each other from the NYPD and they nodded and then they went back into the crowd. Like what? they were nice. there, but they somehow knew like that was the one guy that was going to give you problems. Uh, and the rest of the signing went great. And then a couple weeks later when we were doing uh, like, well, a couple months later when we were doing a superior Spider-Man signing at the same store, now I don't have the bodyguards and I see that exact same guy.
2: No. Oh, and shit. he's
0: in the line and I'm mm. like, oh Jesus and he gets all the way to the front and he this time his head's kind of down he's kind of shuffling his feet and goes Mr. Slott I wanted to apologize to you oh I I was really upset with with the death of Spider-Man and now that I'm reading Superior Spider-Man I'm really liking it and it's it's a good story (laughs) (laughs) I love that voice (laughs) yeah and he goes "You, you probably
1: don't remember me and I'm thinking. The sheepish dog. I
0: only totally remember there were two over six foot tall men that were about to shove you <laughs> right through that rack. I've been the in earth.
1: therapy ever since.
4: Yeah.
0: No, no, no. It was never that bad. But like we had a <laughs> thing with like the worst of it. And we all knew it was gonna go away within a couple weeks.
2: Once they saw
0: well, there was there was an element in the first issue of Superior Spider-Man where Doc Ock is doing the calculus of that you see in every comic book. Like whenever Batman captures the Joker. Yeah. everyone's like why don't you just kill him yeah so next time he gets out he doesn't kill 20 people
4: right, right and that right.
0: won't be on your head batman and but batman can never kill the joke because if he does he wouldn't be batman
1: he'd be out of work <laughs> yeah that's why i've got satan on the podcast yeah exactly <laughs>
0: we had this moment in the first issue where doc ock has the bad guy and he's gonna have to make that choice spider-man usually always makes to hand him over to the cops and he's thinking. If I kill this guy, he won't commit any more crimes. Wow. Like this is the, and he's getting ready to just put his fist all the way with his fighter strength all the way through the guy's head. And something stops him inches from the guy's face. And you pull back and you see the ghostly hand holding him. And it's the ghost of Peter Parker going, I won't let you do that with my body. And now suddenly everyone knows Wait a minute. Something weird's going on. There's some mm-hmm. being, the ghost of Peter Parker. Like, somehow he's going to get the body back. Somehow. No way. No
1: way. Somehow. You mean that Spider Man so didn't way. really die and that he got his body he, back? He, no. Maybe God, you know
0: all. <laughs> but we, uh, That's,
1: So he Jesus that situation. He came back yes. to life.
0: Yeah. So people kind of know, they're like, like, ah, there's a puzzle piece that can get me to where I want to go right. as a fan. And we knew that the minute they saw that scene, it would all die down. And it did.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on! Like, isn't that always what happens? They there's oh, Superman's gonna get killed, and then like a day later, he was back. Captain America got killed, he came back.
0: It's you would think people would know. We had a a letter <laughs> from a, a dad and a, a son in New Jersey where uh, this guy and his son Max they always Max wasn't old enough to read and loved Spider Man. And the dad would, they have this ritual, the dad would put him on his lap and Max would get to flip the pages and the oh. dad would read it aloud before. him. And they get to the end of Spider Amazing Spider-Man 700 and Max's dad just loses it. And he's like, well, they can't end it like this. They can't, well, what do they think they're doing? And Max tugged on his dad and he's like, what? And he goes, don't worry, daddy, Spider-Man will be fine. Oh. <laughs> Stop. And then they wrote me the letter of that and and oh uh,
4: how cute
0: oh wow i did a a signing at zap comics in new jersey and i got to meet them and i was like you're max
2: oh Mm. my god oh that's so sweet
0: but the flip side of that story is that the same exact signing at zap comics um there's this one kid who shows up he he, kid and his dad and the kid i'm i'm not kidding you he's literally in a, a little league uniform Little kid in a little league uniform. And he's got a stack of comics with him, and and he's very shy and he's not, not talking that much. And the dad's having to talk for him, going, you know, this is his favorite comic book run of all time, and he loves Superior Spider Man more than Spider Man. And we didn't want to miss you, so we came right from the game. We brought all our comics to the game. he came right from the game, and. I'm talking to the kid and ask him, like, oh, like, who's your favorite characters? and What's your favorite? Just to open them up. And the, the kid starts talking. And as we're talking, I'm signing through the stack. Every comic is beat to hell. Uh, they've been read a million times. And then you get the issue nine. The issue that just came out that day that we were doing the signing for. And it's pristine. It's mint. And I go, what's the matter? You know, like this one. And the dad's <laughs> like, oh, we, we he hasn't read it yet. We just bought it. Now, The kid tells me when I ask him, like, who's, what's your favorite thing? He goes, my favorite thing is ghost Pete. I want to know how ghost Pete's going to get the body back. Like I'm rooting for ghost Pete. Issue nine was the issue where Doc Ock realizes there's something wrong in his head, like something stopping him from doing everything he wants to do. So he makes a device so he can travel into his own psyche. And there he finds ghost Pete psyche and psyche. And there, and the two of them have this big battle. And by the end of the battle, Doc Ock has killed Ghost Pete. And now he's free to do whatever he wants. Oh, my God. You're like, oh,
4: I don't want you to read this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, you haven't read this? And he's like, no. And there are people in line who sign up to get the thing signed. And they're cackling. They're already giggling because they know it's coming up. (laughs) And they're
1: horrible people. And (laughs) And they're
0: horrible people.
1: That's pretty smart. So you killed Ghost Pete. So then people are like, wow, Peter's really not coming back.
0: Exactly. What's going to happen now?
1: I'm, you got to read the book but the I give the kid the book back and, and he
0: leaves and I didn't tell him a thing and then I'm signing and I'm signing and I'm signing and suddenly the kid and the dad are there again they've gotten back in the line and the kid he, he's he got watery eyes oh, and no. <laughs> lips are quivering and he's read the book <laughs> and the dad's like it's okay you can ask him he wants to ask you something you can ask him and the kid's like it, it, It's Mysterio right It's a Whoa. trick right Ghost Pete's okay Oh no And I look this little kid in a little league <laughs> Uniform in the eyes And this was the same sign with Max And I was so happy about Max And then this had to come for the topper And I'm, I'm looking at the kid and I go like You know sometimes Bad things happen to good people
4: Yeah and
0: <laughs> Yeah. You're like I'm just,
4: sorry like, kid
0: and I'm telling him how like when I was a kid I read, I read Amazing Spider-Man 90 where Captain Stacy died and how it made me cry when I was a kid and it's still one of my favorite comics today
1: you had to explain the concept of death to a child
0: yeah, and now, yeah no, nothing, nothing's happening the kid's just it, it's bad and the dad's like it's okay he'll be okay And we he walks Aww. off and I was like
4: oh Jesus oh, smart, speaking me, no. of Speaking of Batman, I have a question that I wonder since you are like king of Marvel and you write such amazing things for Marvel. <laughs> king
2: of Marvel. King, king, king of Marvel, Marvel. I'm giving you that name. Give me more.
4: Is there something in your like life contract with Marvel where you can't write DC comics?
0: I am I am Marvel exclusive, but in the past I I am so old and ancient psyche uh that i have written batman in the past for dc comics cool yeah so i wrote a year of batman adventures with ty templeton in the bruce tim paul dini cartoon universe uh i love that that's my favorite incarnation of batman and i did a six issue mini called uh batman arkham asylum living hell
2: cool
0: Ooh, which is kind of like the hbo show oz but in the batman universe in the insane world. <sighs>
1: <laughs> it was so that hardcore like, it was like Oz wow
0: I kind of got the assignment by mistake because I, I was back then I was like Ren and Stimpy guy and any comic I was trying to do to do superhero work which is what I really wanted to do everyone kept throwing me like funny animals and licensed properties and I went over to DC and I was doing Looney Tunes and stuff like that yeah. I had just broken in doing like Batman adventures and a uh, I ended up with, I pitched something and like the game of a telephone, by the time it went through the process, it became this hardcore Batman, um, you know, Batman villains in prison
1: epic. Arkham Asylum, which went on to become a series of video games.
0: One of my characters in there got into the video games. Who's nice. uh, Cash, the, uh, the guard at Arkham, who's missing a hand and has a hook because Killer Croc bit it off is is one of my guys uh I I got to create villains uh in this book DC was really nervous about the Ren and Stimpy guy the Looney Tunes guy doing serious Batman stuff
4: so you made it extra scary
0: well yeah I that was my goal was to go you know if I write a good someone gets raped by the Joker in the shower scene uh they'll never let me they'll never have me do like
2: uh Looney Tunes. I think they'll <laughs> keep you away from Looney Tunes after that.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the Washington Times wrote up a thing about it. They mentioned the Joker shower scene, and my mom read it that, and she went, "What? Why? Why don't you just do more stuff with Bugs Bunny? Why, oh. why do you have to do this?" No, it was it was fun. I got to do. De- I got to. They were afraid of. They weren't going to trust me with the Joker and Two Face and all of the big characters, so they said. Just come up with your own Batman characters as if they'd always been there. Oh, wow. So I got oh, cool. to create like all these Batman villains. And then once they read the first issue, the first draft of it, they went, okay, you can use Joker and Two-Face and those guys. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, that, was, that was fun. So, oh, yeah, wow. we, we created. Uh, and they've shown up in other places every now and then. But my favorite one was uh, Humpty Dumpty who was this guy Humphrey Dumpler who was big almost like egg shaped man like uh, in the in the insane asylum and what he would always do is he would break things down and build them back together to see how they worked and things would always go wrong. Like if he did that to a subway train, the brakes wouldn't work and all these people in Gotham would get killed. And you, in his story, you eventually find out why he ended up in Arkham was he thought his grandmother wasn't working. Right.
3: Dan, what was that like? Sorry. I'm back. By the way, uh, Satan decided to turn my internet back on. Thanks bud. <laughs> it was a good joke. It was a good joke. Joseph
1: Smith. I, yes, I will grant you one more question.
3: Oh, there's going to be so many more. God, you've got nothing. Me here. <laughs> What was it like just creating villains like from scratch for D.C.? Oh, it was fun, man. Um, we
0: had a we had a second Arkham ready to go. And then I went over to D.C. and I, I sold them on She-Hulk. And then the rest was once smart But Yeah, we I loved it. It was fun. Uh, Humpty Dumpty, the Great White Shark, Doodlebug. Did Bug. you
4: ever do Dent?
0: I've never done Duella Dent. I love Duella Dent. Uh, she's wonderful. I got to play around with uh, Poison Ivy and, you know, all the classics. It was fun. Because, you know, who's not a Batman fan?
3: That's amazing. Did you, you've you done some, like, crazy crossovers. Did you already talk about the greatest crossover in history, Ren and Stimpy and Spider-Man?
0: And Powdered Toast Man. Yeah, that was fun. Like
3: what I was saying before with, like,
0: Nickelodeon, would kept cutting our jokes. Oh, and they would tell us... It was because you don't understand Ren and Stimpy. Right. It it was very much like that
1: Simpsons episode. Joseph Smith, you missed out on, like, all the Ren and Stimpy discussion. Ah, uh, that is
3: so fresh. You're gonna
1: have to listen to the episode back. Listen to the podcast. Or if you have a question, I guess about Ren and Stimpy, you know, we can revisit it.
3: No, no, no. I, I just, I just really appreciated the, the crossover. And I, Ren and Stimpy is one of my favorite things ever. So they kept telling us very much like the, uh, the itchy and scratchy episode of The Simpsons with
0: Marge, that you don't understand Ren and Stimpy. The reason they're so popular is because they're such good friends. They're so nice to each other. And you're like, are you watching your own show? <laughs> and and they would say, look, you have to do what we're telling you. We're Nickelodeon, we own the characters. So by having an episode where Spider-Man's in rented Stimpy World, we just started giving Spider-Man all the and Stimpy jokes. <laughs> Spider-Man farting and Spider-Man doing all this stuff. And then they're like, You can't do that. And are like, Oh, we're sorry. You don't understand Spider-Man.
2: Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Spider-Man loves farting.
0: Who doesn't love farting? That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I tried for five years to get a Spider-Man Doctor Who crossover going.
4: Whoa, what?
0: Could not get that. Oh. We, we got like everybody on board. We got the BBC on board, BBC Worldwide, the Doctor Who people, uh, the, the company doing the Doctor Who comics, uh, all these, you know, the artists we need, everybody, people on Marvel editorial. It all came down to the big wigs at, at Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. We're like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that.
3: You know, Dan, there's actually, there's actually a story that I think that Marvel's going to use in like phase seven is the, the Spider-Man Human Torch storyline. I feel like with Fantastic Four coming back, I, I feel like that's just like building up. That story was so cool. I would love to see some version of that. I'd love to hear like what you think about, I don't know, that, that was something that I was really geeked out about and just getting to talk to you about it.
0: I that was it was so much fun. That was like my first ever Spider Man project. I pitched to Marvel uh, was doing a, a five issue Spider Man Human Torch mini, where every issue would be a different decade of Spider Man and Human Torch's relationship. And the the secret thing that it was building to was that by the fifth issue in the in the present, Peter would finally let Johnny Storm in on his secret identity. That, that was the adventure where he had to let him know that Peter Parker and Spider-Man were one and the same to, in order to save the day. So cool. And that, w- that was a lot of fun. So yeah, that, w- that, was, that was like one of those, uh, you know, lifetime check off the boxes. Oh, I, I, I did that project
1: kind of thing. So uh, Yeah, it was so cool. It is amazing what's going on in, in the uh, Marvel shows and movies. Like I just watched this one last week, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness.
4: Oh, yeah. That was the last movie that I saw before I gave birth. I saw it two days before I gave birth oh, <laughs> man. in the theater. Nice.
1: What a movie to see before you give birth. Your child was in the multiverse of madness.
4: The day before that was Jurassic Park. So, you know, it was a lot. And Top Gun. It was quite a it was quite a moment for me.
0: Wow. For the next eight years, all you're going to see are like CGI animals. <laughs>
1: that's exactly- <laughs> yeah, that's true. Professor X shows up. And I was like, What? And then Spider Man No Way Home. They had all these villains from past Spider Man movies. And they were all in one movie. What? Oh, I mean, uh, spoiler alert. A little late.
4: <laughs> A little
1: late. A little late. Well, if you haven't watched it by now, you don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no,
0: that was that was wonderful, man. That was like seeing all the Spideys, the That totally was amazing. Mark yeah all that was fantastic my
3: favorite is will willem defoe was amazing
4: ah oh, love willem defoe
3: i and i know i know i'm late to the game i just have to god i'm sorry i have to ask this question and i'm sure you've already asked it but i'm just gonna throw this out there so like i have been watching she hulk and i i really enjoy it what is like your take on how this whole thing is going
2: he already said he hates it
3: <laughs> yeah, right Wait, mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's, it's a really, I love, it's, it's an all new original
0: thing that they've done. I can look at the, they've taken like ingredients that yeah. John Burns done that I've done that Charles soul has done and they've made their own recipe. I love everything they're doing. Um, And I also know that there's, there's parts of me that like, if, if I was in that writer's room, like I couldn't have done X, Y, or Z, because there's so much insight into this that, you know, I just listed three creators of She-Hulk and all of them have like, uh, you know, XY chromosome. So <laughs> it's, people say like, would you write She-Hulk again? I'm like, I would feel weird. Like it should go to a, a female comic book writer until there's more parody in the industry. Cause they're just gonna have insights and things that like I love how these toxic incel men characters are secretly the bubbling villains.
1: I love that. I was just going to say, the genius of this series is that they anticipated what the reaction would be to She-Hulk, like, twerking with Megan The Stallion.
4: Oh, amazing.
1: They psychically just knew at this point that that was going to happen, and they made fun of those types of people in the show. This is... This is amazing.
3: Wait, so what, Dan? What you're saying is, is you don't think I have a chance at making She-Hulk one of my many, many wives? Is that <laughs> I, that what? Oh. Maybe not.
1: Maybe not. See, this is why you're in hell.
2: Not in the cards. Not in the <laughs> cards.
0: Not in the
2: golden plates, my friend. You know what?
3: Just had to, <laughs> just had to throw it out there. You
4: had to ask.
3: Yeah
2: wow
1: <laughs> dan i got a couple silly questions here for you if you could have coffee with any historical figure who would you choose
0: oh man i'm going to say alfred hitchcock
2: oh, <gasps> very Same. Nice.
0: someone who's just like a master to- storyteller someone i grew up with going you know, like watching every movie and going, you know because if you said non-historical i'd be like spielberg right but if i get to go back in time and raise the dead yeah sure alfred hitchcock
3: was really hoping he was going to say Joseph Smith, but you know, a man can drink. <laughs> You're right no. here, man. It's true. You're right here on the pod. The
1: ego and entitlement I'm, on Joseph.
0: I'm talking with you now, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm a narcissist. What can you say? I've gotten really lucky in that I, I've,
0: uh, you know, great power, great responsibility. I have abused it. Like if there's people I've wanted to meet that are celebrity-ish, I've, uh, you know, when they ask me to do a convention, I'm like, are these people going to be there? Who's going to be there? You want me there? Can I hang out with that person in the green
1: room and hang out with them? You're like, all right. I love dance so much. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> calm down.
4: What's your favorite show? That's not Marvel right now.
0: It's Dr. Who. It's Dr. Who psyche. It's always Dr. Who. And that would always be my question. Like who from Dr. Who is going to be from your show? Is he going to be there at the convention. Can I hang out with them? Can I hang out with them in the green room? Can I meet them? Can I get a picture? <laughs> They're like, yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah. So like later this year, um uh, Marvel let me uh deke around the exclusive for like one thing. It was a part of like a contract negotiation one year where every year when my contract would be up, I would have my agent talk with them and they go, He wants to write one Doctor Who comic. Can you let him write one Doctor Who comic? And they'd always be like, No, it's an exclusive. And then one year they cracked. So in 2023, um, I have a a one-shot Doctor Who special coming out.
4: Oh, my gosh. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. I got to, like, blah. There you go. Like, all my love that I've had ever since I was a teenager for Doctor Who. That's amazing. Oh, it's, it's going to be. We, I, I pulled in favors. Uh, Adam used did a cover for it. It's gorgeous. So, it's, um, it's going to come out, I believe, in August. Dan, how much do you love your job?
3: I love my job so much, God. Thank you. Thank you, God.
1: I feel like you have pretty good job security too at this point.
3: I, I actually have a really important question, Dan. So, yes. if you could pick one storyline, one comic series, whatever that you've done in in Marvel that, that you've done that you've written that could be implemented, and you've obviously had Spider Verse and all this other stuff, but. Uh, that that hasn't been seen on the screen yet in the Marvel phases, what would it be?
0: Oh, it'd be Superior Spider-Man. Oh my gosh,
3: I love, I love, I love that so much.
0: I want to see that. That would be it. It's been adapted into cartoons, but I, I want to see the movie.
1: All right, something that's really cool. She-Hulk by Dan Slott Omnibus will be out October nineteenth. And Jesus, if you're listening, I want this for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so. Please get that done.
0: If you like the TV show, this is like where some of the DNA from it comes from. you we
1: love the TV show.
4: We love the TV we show. We love this, it.
0: Is, this is the first time uh, She Hulk practices superhuman law. It's lawyer goes, show. Lawyer show. It's where she goes to work for GLK and H. Uh, you'll meet Mallory and Pug and Holloway and, oh. and some other characters who maybe who knows show up in season two. I don't know.
1: Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I have no knowledge. All right. Well, we Sorry. only got a few minutes left. Uh, we're going to ta- talk. Lame. Sorry, Joseph. Well, we're going to talk about a couple quick news stories. God Pod News. Hello, humans. I'm God, and this is the God Pod. Our top story tonight. News is coming into the God Pod as we speak. Breaking. Marjorie Taylor Greene's marriage. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband is divorcing her after 27 years. This marks her second divorce; her first being from reality. Sad. Yeah, it's that it, it happened, folks, and she's asking for us to respect her privacy because <laughs> she's a person deserving of respect. No, she's not. Okay, uh, we'll see. Can burn in hell. Let's move on to the next story. (laughs) I'd
3: rather her not, but you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lord. New
1: new cellmate. Uh, Another funny thing that happened this week, Fox News wants to cancel Halloween based on sketchy. Yeah, because they said that there's this new rainbow-colored fentanyl, and they think that people are going to be giving this out to kids for some reason.
2: Super fun. (laughs) that was me guys my bad
4: that was me it's all it's all satan
2: nothing's more fun than rainbow fentanyl
1: the war on halloween these are very sketchy claims this is just them trying to get attention you know they hijack christmas they're hijacking halloween now i feel like conservatives have always hated halloween
4: yeah, totally, and and Halloween is my favorite holiday. I'm not gonna lie; I may have already in September been to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. Like, I am such a thrill seeker. It
2: sounds like Psyche's pitching herself on Tinder or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a thrill seeker. I, I love here. Halloween. Oh, the baby! Oh,
0: the, baby's the baby's here. On camera.
4: Oh. Baby's here. Um, but yes, full, full blown. But you know, anyone that hates Halloween.
1: Fuck off. Go to hell. Yeah, Go go to to hell. hell. All right, let's move on to Blessings and Smites. And this is the part of the show where we bless the things we loved and we smite the things we hated. I would like to be the first to bless Dan Slott for joining us again on this this wonderful occasion to discuss uh, his career in She-Hulk and all these things. And I would like to smite Fox News. Yeah. As always.
4: I want to bless Dan. If I could, um, because he's just the best. And just knowing that you had any part of running Stimpy is just the coolest because that's my life. Um, So awesome. And I want to smite anyone who doesn't love Halloween because my child already has four Halloween costumes. (laughs) What are they? well one is a big reveal um so i'm not gonna say big reveal um but there are there's an alien there's a ladybug and there's tinkerbell and the fourth is of the horror genre so um a classic horror genre moment so but a big reveal a big reveal Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a three-month-old baby big reveal
3: i am gonna bless dan i don't know if you guys understand my anxiety level of coming on the show today, knowing that Dan was going to be here. It's been a lot for me. It's been a lot. Um, I love Dan so much. And I say this sincerely, I have read so many of your comic books and like, I'm actually a little emotional and I don't really get emotional a lot. Uh, but I, I have like three pages of notes that I prepared for this show.
4: <laughs> you are kidding me. I'm really not. When God,
3: when God and Satan told me about this, I really got weird. I got weird. <laughs> <laughs> the blessings that I want to put on Dan for changing my life and so many lives. It's, this is real. Uh, I know a lot of people hate me, but at least know that my love for Dan. This is so heartwarming. Like, I, I really, really, truly mean it. As far as smiting... It's really tough right now because I just I have so much love for Dan. I can't even think of who I want to smite Aww. other than other other than other than Tucker Carlson, he and Ben Shapiro. I always want to smite them. Aww. I'd like to bless Joseph for just being so sweet and nice right now, and I would
0: like to smite anyone uh, mad at Lizzo playing uh, Madison's Crystal Flute. Woo!
1: Yes.
4: Oh, people are mad at that?
1: We didn't get time to talk about that. Lizzo played James Madison's flute, crystal flute. Cons- <laughs> and conservatives lost their minds. We'll talk about that in the next episode more. She did it so well. It's
4: beautiful. It's gorgeous. She's the like, best. Yeah. yeah. She's the best.
2: I'm going to bless up Big Joseph for being a freaking loser. Got him. <laughs> Yeah, just be cool. Wow, dude. Way <laughs> to keep your chill, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I'm going to smite Dan to go against the uh, <laughs> knowledge for making that kid cry. <laughs> go Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Satan remembers. Satan freaking remembers. him <laughs> <them> up. <laughs> Very good, Satan. Very good. Well, thank you, everybody.
1: And thanks for listening, humans. Don't forget to follow The God Pod on Apple, Spotify. Or anywhere you get podcasts. New commandment, thou shalt not cancel Halloween. That's Satan's day. Woo! He needs to have his day too, Damn it! We have Easter, Christmas, April Fool's Day. They're all rendered meaningless without Halloween. We need a day we can point at and say, that's the bad day. It makes all the other ones better simply by existing. Also, as we get closer to Halloween, remember this. No stoner likes your kid enough to give them their edibles. Them shits is expensive. The Lord has spoken.